Hey, welcome in, everybody. Welcome in to the uh, Total Coverage Podcast here on the SiriusXM Podcast Network. Uh, Post-Super Bowl week edition. Wow. I can't believe I'm saying that. Because if I'm saying post-Super Bowl week edition, that means what? Super Bowl is now over. Super Bowl 55 is over. We are going to get into everything about Super Bowl 55 and talk about the victorious champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, I'm going to tell you why the Buccaneers won and why the Kansas City Chiefs lost. I cannot wait to get into that. That is what this program will be about today. This pod was going to be about Man, I got some thoughts on that. But remember, you can find this podcast on the SiriusXM app or wherever you go and find your podcasts. Find Total Coverage Podcast at Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison on Instagram. Always love the banter. Love people who are just chiming in about the show um, and how much this season is kind of like over now. And it's over because... The last game is now ended. And wow, um, I'm not, I'll take uh, not too much time here, but let me pat myself on the back. Thank you. Okay. Because yes, I, um, I got it right. I got it right because I didn't let emotions. I think a lot of people out there let emotions dictate how they felt about this game. I didn't. I, I let the reality of the situation I let the reality of the situation of this Super Bowl kind of take place. Like before this, the two weeks ago, I kind of was on that. Dang, Chiefs are going to be tough to stop. I was really on that. And then I sat back and I took my analyst hat off. I put my former player hat on. My former player hat told me, you know what? Tampa Bay has won three consecutive playoff games on the road. And guess what their reward was? Going home to play Super Bowl 55 in their home stadium. I talked about it on the pod last week. There's something to be said for guys who don't have to change up their routine. In the biggest game of these players' lives. And what happened? They stayed in their own own houses and homes. The same drive to the stadium, the same workout routine you did pregame, the same walk, the same high fives, the same locker you got dressed in all year. That means something, man. I'm telling you, that means something. You're comfortable. Whereas that wasn't the case with Kansas City. And then at the end, really what pushed me over the top was why would I bet against Tom Brady? Like, really, like, why would I bet against Tom Brady? I'm not going to do that. And I didn't. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe the greatest football player of all time. If you think about it, he's now been to 10 Super Bowls. He's won seven of them. Yes, he's lost three Super Bowls, but look, I want you to throw this at you. He could have been to four others. He's lost four conference championship games as well. I, I can't keep saying enough about how good of a player he is. It's his aura. It's his drive, his determination. It's just who he is as a football player that you saw it come out in this game. They, they Trust me, they won 
And we're going to talk about it coming up shortly about why the Buccaneers won, why the Chiefs lost. But ultimately, why would I bet against why would I bet against Tom Brady? A guy who's experienced, who's been there, who knows what you need to do, who makes adjustments in game, not post game, not halftime, makes adjustments in game. And so at the end of the day, 31-9, I had the 31 points. I had a lot to do with what I thought this game would 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 kind of entail. I just didn't believe the Chiefs would play as poorly as they did. Well, let's take a look now at why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, why they won this football game, to be honest. Um, I, I said it before that I felt that Tampa Bay would win and I put my money where my mouth is. I said, you know what? If you've listened to the Total Coverage podcast the last three, four weeks, I just saw something different with Tampa. And that's the reason why last week I went in and I gave my prediction and I pretty much got everything correct, right? Um, I said it was going to be Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl and the Buccaneers and it would score 31 points and he would be the MVP. All that was correct. The only thing was that I had the Kansas City Chiefs scoring 27 and yet they only scored nine. But the way that I saw the game playing out, it sort of did. Like it really truly did. I felt that the run game was going to be something in which the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to utilize throughout this game and get some big time, I thought, just push up front with the experience of their offensive line. And you were going to see a Leonard Fournette. You were going to see Ronald Jones. Those guys came out and they had an outstanding game. Leonard Fournette, especially. And now he's labeled himself Lombardi Lenny, but he was playoff Lenny uh, throughout these playoffs for the Buccaneers. He had 89 yards rushing, 46 yards receiving, and a touchdown. That's right, and a touchdown as well. But it was more, uh, and the touchdown that he had was an outstanding run call, by the way. But it was the running game that allowed one guy who I said here on the Total Coverage Podcast to watch out for. Look out for. Watch him. Watch this guy. Because the experience that Tom Brady and this guy have, we've never seen it before in the playoffs. And they did set a playoff uh, with a record for a duo or a tandem or a couple, whatever you want to call it, for the guy throwing and the guy catching. Tom Brady to Rob Gronkowski. We've seen it over and over and over again. And it was Rob Gronkowski in the biggest game of the season. Six catches, 67 yards, and (laughs) to quote Tom Brady, he had two tutties, (laughs) two tutties, two touchdowns as they refer to it. But I knew Gronk would have a big game because if you're the defensive coordinator, C. Spagnuolo for the Kansas City Chiefs, the, 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 the job was to do what? To stop Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, make sure those guys don't beat you, right? Don't make sure those are the two stalwarts on the outside. Don't let them beat you. And I felt like we forgot about Gronk because he was just minimally used at times in the playoffs. But yet I felt like in the biggest game, the guy who can improvise the most, who can find a way to get it done was who? Rob Gronkowski. And then there's also another guy who I wouldn't say 
seldom used, but he wasn't the guy that when you looked at the game plan for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we need to stop this guy. And the guy I'm talking about is Antonio Brown. He also scored a touchdown. And look, I know people who are listening. I can tell you this. Yes, the four touchdown were four touchdowns that were scored were by guys who were not a part of this roster last season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it was all guys who Tom Brady wanted. It was all guys that Tom Brady trusted. And so for me, I watched the first two series of the game and I started scratching my head and saying, they're not going to win like this, right? It was a a run here, pass here, right? And then they got into third down and they just couldn't get it done. They had a great, in the second series, they had a great run on first down. And yet on second down, they went with an end around to Scotty Miller and, and, and Frank Clark was all over it. And I'm like, and it gave them another third down. They had to get off the field. This is where, if you want to know why they won the game, just go back and watch the third series. Go back, watch the third series of this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55. Watch the third series for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They came out in 12T, 12T personnel. When I say 12T, one back. The two or part of the 12, the, the two is for two tight ends. But I said 12T. So 12T, meaning that one back, two tight ends. But the T represents that the second tight end was actually a tackle. So they brought in an extra tackle. And when they brought in the extra tackle, that's where you said, you know what? To hell with this going back and forth. To hell with this script. Let's just do what we do which was run the football. They ran the ball three consecutive times and got nothing but positive yards, eight, nine, 10 yards of carry. They're like, okay. And once you saw that, you saw that Kansas City said, uh-oh, we've got a problem. Because now when you're running the football that effectively, you're going to have to commit extra guys to the box. And once they did that, you saw what it did do. It opened up the play action pass. They went three straight runs. And then after those three straight runs, the Buccaneers went three consecutive play action passes. Wow, how does that work? Tell me, how does that work? Because you got success. It was successful. If you notice, the first touchdown to Gronk was actually a mirrored run. And when I say mirrored run, it was they ran the actual same run play early on, the same action, which was you hand off to the back, but Gronkowski kind of came back and he blocked the opposite defensive end. Well, when they did the play action, it was the fake of the handoff to the running back. And instead of Rob Gronkowski going and blocking the end, he went out for a pass. Wide open, touchdown. And guess what? Buccaneers never looked back. They never looked back. And so why were they so efficient? It's because they got to do what people thought I should, well, what I felt they should have done from the beginning run the football, take advantage of where you have the advantage. And it's only going to help out Tom Brady. That's why he was so efficient. 21 of 30 of 21 of 29, 201 yards, three touchdowns. Yes, he got his seventh Super Bowl. He got his fifth MVP, right? But let's be real. I, it was pretty much Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator taking care of business. That's just the offensive side. Now, I do got to talk about why the Buccaneers won defensively. 
Okay, but that kind of goes into why Kansas City lost. So I'll keep it brief here before I go over to the Kansas City side. But de- offensively, we saw what Tampa did. But defensively, a ton of credit to Jason Pierre-Paul as well as, well, I was about to say Shaq Barrett. But now we should now make sure we call him Sack Barrett. Yes, yeah, Sack Barrett. I like that name a lot better for Shaquille Barrett because he was a sack monster. But it was the defensive front for Tampa Bay that really made it difficult for Patrick Mahomes all game long. One of the things that you saw in their secondary, they're very young. From Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, uh, you throw in Winfield Jr., uh, Jamil Dean on the other side. This is a young, young secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yet we saw them grow right before our eyes. It was magical to watch them vary their coverage, play some deep cover two, cover four looks, blitz off the edge a couple times here and there to keep it kind of true. Devin White was outstanding. To me, he was the defensive player of the game. And I think that we should also come out with an award for, yes, there's the MVP, but you also got to have a defensive player of the game now. Because it seems like the offensive player, I mean, the best offensive player is going to win the MVP, right? Unless you do something defensively that's just like crazy. But Devin White was playing that crazy. It was just that we had kind of already given it to Tom Brady if the Buccaneers won. And yet I thought the performance by Devin White or even Rob Gronkowski definitely garnered some MVP attention. But the defense of the Buccaneers under Todd Bowles they held Patrick Mahomes to three field goals. I repeat, they held Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to three field goals. That alone tells you what. It was a great game plan. They kept Mahomes just going backwards. I believe I saw the next-gen stats of Patrick Mahomes behind the line of scrimmage ran 487 yards, I believe in terms of trying to get away from the pressure, going backwards to back. That's almost five football fields. So yes, it was the offensive game plan for the Buccaneers that scored 31. But most importantly, it was that defense under Todd Bowles and how they were able to do what? Keep everything in front of them. They played a ton of cover two, cover four, nothing the NFL has not seen, but it was the pass rush that made it look like, wow, this is fantastic. No, it was the pass rush built in with that young secondary who communicated and they played well. And that's why Tampa Bay won this game. But with every winner, there has to be a loser. And the loser in this game was the Kansas City Chiefs. It was Patrick Mahomes did not have any time to get comfortable. 26 of 49, 270 yards, but he had a goose egg in the touchdown department. Zero. He had two interceptions. Okay. And it just seemed that it was going to be a long night for him. And you saw it early on by the pass rush and what they were able to do, whether it was Vita Vea from Tampa, whether it was, I mentioned Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre Paul, and Dominican Sue. That offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs, as banged up as they were, they were not going to handle those guys up front. They just, they weren't. And so some people can say, well, the enemy and Reed, they needed to make adjustments. What adjustments can you make when the other team, it's just a better football team that day. It's what you love about the NFL, right? And I, I've said this before about NBA. 
yeah, you've got four times to beat a team in seven tries. That ain't the NFL, brother. NFL, you got one time. You got to be best for one day, 60 minutes, three hours. Bring your best, right? And when you're bringing your best, your best will be kind of when uh, the you need your best when it's needed. But sometimes even with at your best, you still can't handle what's going on on the opposite side. That's the beauty of the NFL. And think about Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, the guys who had the big games. They didn't. Now, Kelsey, he finished with 10 catches, 133. But did you ever feel that he was going to break one open? No, they were giving him the underneath. We'll give you the underneath, but we're not going to give you the over the top. We're not going to give you the Tyreek Hill bombs away, right? Those big plays and the the peace sign, right? Holding holding up of the two fingers. That did not occur. That did not happen. And so I love that part of the game plan for Todd Bowles and Tampa's defense because Kansas City never adjusted. That's how they lost the game. The biggest reason I really thought what really went wrong for the Chiefs, they were one dimensional. They had no run game. When I talked about Tampa in that third series saying, hey, 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 guys, look, let's get settled into the Super Bowl. Let's, get, let, let's run the ball in this one. That was not the case for Kansas City. Kansas City had a fastball, right? But sometimes you got to have another pitch, a curve, a slider, change up. Yeah, I know I'm talking baseball, but I love baseball, too. So you get a little baseball talk here on total coverage. But there was no other pitch for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so what did the Buccaneers do? They kept sitting on the fastball because you had nothing else. They're, they didn't have to worry about the run game and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Le'Veon Bell and those guys. They didn't have to worry about it. They stayed true to just playing the pass. There was no threat of run. And with no threat of run, that's the reason why. And I can tell you as a former defender in this league, if I know you're going to pass, my defensive front, they're over there going over their moves in their head. Like, okay, so this one, I'm gonna hit him with a spin move. The next time I'm a long arm. The next time I hit him with a one, two jab step. Like that's what the defenders were talking about. The linebackers are saying, okay, I'm gonna be a little deeper in my coverage, allow Kelsey to catch it. But when he catches it, I'm gonna tattoo his ass, right? <laughs> like that's kind of the talk that, that was going on. And in the secondary, they were just like, let's just play deep. Play deep, come up and tackle. Man, that was outstanding. That was the game plan. And the Chiefs just, they, they tried to adjust, they just couldn't. It's gonna be a lot for them this offseason. It's gonna be a lot for them to take a look and figure out where do we get better from this or how do we get better from this? I think a lot of this is gonna be for them to, they gotta develop some sort of a run game. Take some pressure off Patrick Mahomes because that was a game in which, trust me, he did some great things. He did about as best as he could, but you just saw that not even Superman could have won that game for them. And he tried. I mean, he did some throws and you said, wow. And look, there were some drops by his receivers, but ultimately that is what went wrong. Constant pressure on Patrick Mahomes. The offensive line let him down. But again, I think people's not people are not talking about it enough. There was no threat of the run game. There was no threat of run. And as much as you love Travis Kelsey, he is not a blocking tight end. And where you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought in an extra tackle to supplement the tight end position. And it worked. 
Maybe that's what Kansas City may need to do next year. Do I think they'll be right back in the Super Bowl next year? People would say yes, but my heart of the NFL tells me, I don't know. It's a tough game. You never know what can happen year to year. I wouldn't book it, but man, they're going to have to get some things fixed for sure. Finally, I just want to just get into a couple things here. Just again, Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP, his seventh ring, 10th appearance. And what are we going to think about this season? The lasting memory. First of all, I want to give a shout out to the NFL, its Players Association, the all the teams, doctors, medical staff, everybody that had a hand in getting this thing together. This was the NFL did it. During a pandemic, they didn't have any cancellations, some postponements, but all the games were played. For all those who said it couldn't happen, it happened. And I know I'm so thankful because I needed football. I loved it. I love watching it every single week, and I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss talking to you guys. I'm going to miss a lot of what we've uh, accomplished this season. So this part right here is just a thank you to all the listeners out there who went on this ride with me 17 weeks through the regular season, five weeks through a postseason, right? We even had a game. In, I mean, I had a show in between the bye, but you roll with me, man, 22 weeks of this. And I am so thankful for this ride for you, for the listeners and how I can't wait for next year, how we're going to be even better next year, what we're going to add to the show, what you can add to the show as well. Cause I really believe that we're only going to get better from here and now we'll actually have a full off season to prepare sort of like some of these NFL teams and players, things like that. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited for um, the NFL in general. We probably may have a couple shows here and there. We got some free agency shows. Definitely. I'm going to make sure I run by Chris Tyler that we'll be talking about as well. We got some draft stuff that we're going to get into for sure uh, coming up. And then just, just, just general football talk. So it may go once a month over here as we just kind of get you caught up because the news is always still running in. We may have a trade or two, which we kind of can talk about some trades that have already happened, some trades that probably will happen, but a lot of news will be coming up, we know, in the next month or two. So excited about that for sure. Always remember this podcast, you can continue to listen to it. If you need to listen to it over again and relive the 2020 season, you can do that again. Just make sure you go to the SiriusXM app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. Look up Total Coverage. Check it out. Again, subscribe, rate it. Listen to it all over again as we prepare for next season and what maybe your team needs to fix again. At Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison on Instagram. And again, this has been the Total Coverage podcast on the SiriusXM Podcast Network. Good football, y'all. Serious XM Podcasts.